going to be setting up some things and how we're going to be moving. Amen. So, I want to read the first three verses of Ephesians chapter 1. And it reads, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at next level, and to the faithful in Christ, Jesus, grace be to you, and peace from God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Father, thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. We are going to begin to study the book of Ephesians. That's where we're going to be. How many have a paper Bible? How many bring a paper Bible to church? All right, how many bring their cell phone to use their app for the Bible? Now, I'm not, I'm not that slow on technology, but some might be. Are you able to mark your Bible app? If you do not know how to do that, I need you to get to with a person who knows, who knows how to do it. Okay, so Christian, Deja, and Brother Steve, and Jeremiah, and Sister Montreal all know how to mark their Bible in the Bible app. Because what's going to happen is we're going to be doing a whole lot of underlining and, and writing. I'm not going to have any points. We're going to go and see what God says to us through the Spirit of God. Literally, he told me not to write any notes. So from this Sunday, from next Sunday on, Sister Michelle will be our reader. And I'm just going to deliver whatever the Lord says to us out of the book of Ephesians. Amen. But today I do have something written down. <laughs> and this is an introduction to what and how important it is to study this book. So if I was to give this introduction uh, a title, it would say already blessed. Write that down. Say already blessed. Now, already blessed. That's what he said. He said, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in next level. I'm going to break it down. And to the faithful in Christ, 
Jesus, grace to you and peace from God our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, past tense, in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. What we're going to do next level is we're going to shore up our foundation. We are going to put an end to the identity crisis that has been plaguing the body of Christ and us as his people. Somebody say you need to know who you are. When you know who you are and you know what you have and what you have access to, it will change your life completely. Now, I shared that, you know, Joshua, when I was in Teen Challenge, Joshua was the book that spoke to me and God delivered my calling into the ministry through the study of the book of Joshua. The other book, if I had to place books and how important they are in my life, the other book that revolutionized my life is Ephesians. Ephesians is that book. All right? Now listen to this. The Los Angeles Times reported several years ago of the story of a man and a wife who died in their 50s. They found them dead in their apartment. The autopsy revealed that they had both died from malnutrition. What was interesting was that when the police found their bodies, which had already begun to decay by the time they were discovered, they searched the apartment and found in the closet a whole pile of little paper bags. They opened the bags and found a total of $40,000 in the bags. It's crazy to die of malnutrition and you're sitting on 40 grand. True story. Lady in America, she was known as Hetty Green. I don't know if anybody heard this story of Hetty Green. Look it up. Google it. She was America's greatest miser, a hoarder, pretty much, but, uh, but, but cheap. Misers, cheap. Anybody know any cheap people? All right, we'll just... When she died in 1916, right, she died, she left an estate valued at $100 million. But she was so miserly that it was said that she ate cold oatmeal because it was too expensive to heat the water. Her son had a leg injury that was so severe she delayed finding, she delayed taking care of it, trying to find a free clinic. She, she, she waited so long that they had to amputate her son's leg. To die with a hundred million dollars and have your son lose his leg, it, it really doesn't speak to knowing how to use what you have. That's 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 what the book of Ephesians is written to. It's written to Christians who don't know what they have, and so they live life like they have nothing. 
right? That's, that's terrible, right? The kind of Christian who doesn't understand the riches he has in Christ, the kind of Christian who wanders through life with a case of malnutrition and doesn't know where the feast is, the kind of Christian who doesn't know how to tap into his resources because they never really found out how rich he or she is. Some people have called Ephesians the bank of the believer. It's your spiritual checkbook. Every time you write a check, the funds cannot be diminished. In other words, you can write all the checks on the riches of God as often as you want, want, and you'll never decrease the amount that's in the bank account. It's a book about riches. It's a book about fullness. It's about things. It's about inheritance. It tells us what we own in Christ. Some people have called Ephesians the treasure house of God. Somebody say, wow. That's, that's awesome. So when we get an understanding of Ephesians, we get to understand how much we have, how rich we are, how to use those riches. For example, in chapter 1, verse 7, talks about the riches of his grace. At the end of the verse, in chapter 3, verse 8, talks about the unsearchable riches of Christ. Chapter 3, verse 16, talks about the riches of his glory. So you have the riches of his grace, riches of his glory, riches of his son. You have the riches of his grace, riches of his glory, riches of his son. In other words, it's a book about riches. The word grace is used 12 times. It means unmerited favor. He pours out grace. The word glory is used eight times. The word inheritance is used four times. The word riches is used five times. The word fullness and filled are used seven times because everything that we have in Christ is about the fullness, the richness of his grace and his mercy. Somebody say, I got it all. And because we are one with Christ and his church, because we are redeemed, everything that Christ has, we have. Somebody say, it's all mine. So we have fullness, we have riches, we have an inheritance, we have wealth, we have resources. All of that is guaranteed for the believer because the Bible says that we are joint heirs with Christ. So when Christ died, we get to possess everything that Christ died so that we can have. But a lot of times we don't know what we have. So what we're going to cover, I'm going to give you an outline and then we're going to break down these first three verses and then I'm going to be out your way. So what we're going to cover over this course of as we study Ephesians is we're going to do the power of proper prayer. We're going to look at what it means to pray properly because a lot of people are not praying proper prayers. I know the Father, the Father tells us, how should we pray? Our Father who art in heaven. But a lot of times we go asking for stuff. Now, when I went on a cruise, when I went on the first cruise, I was, I was blown out the water. I, never, I was like, this is wonderful. I'm like a cruise junkie now. I want to go on a cruise. Everything's included, right? But there was a story about this woman and this family who went on. This couple went on a cruise. They, the cruise was paid for. They went on and they brought 
peanut butter jelly sandwiches, bunch of chips. They brought all their little stuff in their little cooler, and they went in their room, and they shut themselves in their room, and they spent all the crews in that room. They did not know that there was a buffet up on the Lido deck that they could have been eating off of for free because everything was included in the cruise. Everything is included in the cruise except excursions. You're going to pay for excursions. But they tell you if you take an excursion that you need to stay in place and don't be wandering off because people can get killed on excursions. Well, I'm trying to help you. See, when you, when you get in Christ, everything is included. You don't got to be sitting in here eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches when everything is included on the cruise. The thing you got to watch out for is you do have to pay for excursions. And people like to get off the boat and go traveling in places that they don't need to be traveling in and could lose their life. Somebody say stay on the boat. But anyway, it doesn't make sense to be praying about something that you already have on the boat. So what people do is they go to God in prayer and they ask him for stuff that they already have. But they think God didn't give it to them so they don't know how to walk in it and they keep waiting for God to give it to them but it's already theirs. Okay. So somebody said you need to learn how to pray right because you ain't been praying right. Next, we're going to look at the keys to key to salvation in chapter two. We're going to look at the key to salvation. We're going to look at how to defeat Satan in chapter three. We're going to look at breaking bad habits in chapter four. Then we're going to talk about family issues in chapter five. Then we're going to talk about issues in your workplace in chapter 6. And then we're going to talk about our spiritual weapons and how to guard everything that we have. Right? Somebody say amen. So let's go. Let's live really, really quick. Look, we almost done. He says, here's the first thing. Paul, put your name in there if, if you want to. Because this is how I read the Bible. Andre, LaShawn, Montreal. Steve, an apostle of Christ. Who do you belong to? Christ. Jesus, by the will of God. It wasn't your will. It was the will of God. See, the problem with some people is that they want to become, they want to walk in this thing by their own desires, by their own determination, and by their own uh -oh, decision. Decision, desire. See, Paul didn't desire to be an apostle. He was chosen by the will of God. See, you're not going to be able to walk this walk and be successful in this Christian walk if it's something that you wanted to do. Uh, like, like you got people who got degrees. They, they got degrees to pass. See, I always wondered about this. I always said, how could you be called to ministry and leave ministry? The truth of the matter is they were never called.
Because if God calls you to something, people can get on your nerves. The church could get on your nerves, but you can't go nowhere because it wasn't my desire. It wasn't my determination to get up here and preach to you. I know that it was determined by the will of God. And if you step out of that, then you're outside of the will of God and you're walking in your own will. Because I know everybody in here wanted to walk away from the church at one moment. If not just, he'd probably said, I don't want to walk away from God, but I'm ready to leave here. <laughs> you ain't going to say nothing. But to walk away from a calling you, you, is something you can't do. It is impossible for you to leave the will of God because God works all things according to the purpose of his will. So even when you try to get out of it, you ain't going to do nothing but come right back to it because he's going to wreck your life. So, all right, all right. So we know that whatever we are in Christ, it has to be according to the will of God. And look who he's writing to, the saints who are in next level. Now, unbeknown to you, I want to tell you what a saint is not. I want to tell you what a saint ain't. A saint ain't somebody that goes to church, pays their tithes, does all the right things, speaks all the right language, wears all the right clothes. That is not a saint. Saints at Ephesus, he's correcting a church, he's putting this church, and right there, Ephesus had it going, the church at Ephesus had it going on, but he's writing to saints, he's saying everybody that's in these chairs right now is a saint. Now, Catholicism will tell you, here's the first requirement to be a saint if you're if you, a Catholic, first thing, you gotta be dead. Right? First thing, that's to qualify to be a saint, you got to be dead. He's writing to the saints in Ephesus, which let us know that death is not a qualification for sainthood. The next thing about Catholicism, if you are going to be inducted as a saint, is you have had to have do something. There had to be something done, miracle. There had to be some miracle or some really far out thing that happened. And watch, not just because you did it, because people prayed in your name for it to happen. I don't want nobody praying in the name of Andre. in order to be a saint. Once you get in Christ, you are a saint. Your salvation is sealed. That's, 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 that's good news. Okay, that didn't make you move. Let me tell you that, I'm gonna really blow your mind. Not only are you a saint, he says, and the faithful that are in Christ Jesus. Now, if the saint didn't wipe you out, the faithful should've. How many of you, how many people in here can raise their hand honestly and say, I am faithful? Let me see the hands of all the faithful people. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. I'm glad y'all got that question right. No, not one. Not one. Not one of us are faithful. Now, you might got one area going on, but 
but I guarantee you, you, you can use that. That there's some area that you ain't quite got it going on. You faithful when it comes to a clap praise. You and all, you can clap with the best of them. But oh my God, when you get in front of them Twinkies, faithfulness is out the door. Our faithfulness is not based on what we do. Our faithfulness is based on what Christ did. This is not an easy thing to preach because though it's liberating, it can mess you up. So don't, we're going to just say, take your time. I'm going to step on your toes later. This is about as good as it gets. So if you don't shout now, you ain't going to shout in the next few Sundays. I'm glad you shouted last week. So (laughs) faithful in Christ Jesus means he said, the Bible says that he is faithful when we are faithless. That he knows that we are human. He knows our shortcomings. He knows our uh, the things we don't get right. The things we'll never get right. There'll never be a perfect person because Jesus died so that we could be perfect in him. All right? So now, we are an apostle by the will of God. Listen, just think about it. Wrap your mind around this. Jesus came to die for the sinner. He came to die for us while we were yet sinners. He died for us before we were ever perfected. So why do you think that what we do wrong would make him not accept us when he already accepted us when we were not right. Make sense? If Jesus wanted to die, if Jesus wanted to just wipe sinners off, the, he already had a clear slate to kill us all. I sure ain't got to die for what I know I can already do. So he says, grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us. Blessed is a word that means favored, highly favored, and just lavished upon. It means that you are blessed. That word is past tense. He doesn't say who will bless us. He says, has blessed us. I'm going to say it again. Go with me. He will not bless us. He has blessed us. Somebody say, I'm already blessed. And not with just one spiritual blessing. If Jesus blessed us with every spiritual blessing, every, every covers every, all, I don't know what you need, but it's all. See, he didn't bless us with every physical blessing. The new covenant is a spiritual covenant. The old covenant was a physical covenant. When he made the covenant with Israel, he told them the sign of the covenant will be that of a physical circumcision. The new covenant is in spirit. 
spiritual blessings. This is going to help you. This is why people are still sick in their body. But you can't equate health with blessings. Because the the blessings that we have are heavenly blessings. They're spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Which means in order for me to access everything that I'm going to show us that we have, it has to be in a heavenly place. You can't get an earthly blessing by earthly means because you haven't tapped in to spiritual blessings. So every material blessing that will ever manifest itself in your life has to first manifest itself in heaven before it, as it is in heaven, let it be. That's what's got your mind messed up. It's saying, Pastor, you're telling me I got everything, but I don't have everything on earth. You said I got, how do I get it? Well, how do you get it? It is because it is in heavenly places that your blessing lies. You have to get out of your flesh in order to access a heavenly bank account. No flesh has access. Now, I'm done. Watch this. Okay, how do I know that's my... The reason why this is so hard to get in people's spirit is because we are so bent on allowing the enemy to use our past, our present, and our future to go ahead and cripple us from getting what's ours. We allow guilt and shame and whatever was done to us and through us and by us to say, I can't really have that because I don't deserve that. Can I get a, am I in the right church? Am I in the right church? Right, right. So, because it's, so we we try to do things. We we so here I go with my little illustrations again. You love them, don't you? You love my illustrations, right? So, the thing is, we can all agree that when when the Bible tells us we were all born in sin, right? So. Sin is represented by everything that's black in us, dirt, dirty in us. This is probably really, really dark blue. But for many, for my illustrations right now, that's what it's going to be. This is sin. This is Adam. Whenever we we were all born in a, without sin, he said, we were all born sinners. So before we ever got here, before little cute Deja, while she was running around, daddy, well, be, she was lying. No, I didn't eat the cookie and cookie crumbs all over her face, you know, just running through the house, just lying. And everybody, look at the cute little liar, just running across, you know, pick her up. She's so cute as you're kissing this liar, right? But it's so cute, and then you post it. Look at the, you know, look at the video of my baby lion. Nobody taught her lying one on one. Nobody gave your baby a class on. It was just in them, right? Just it, to cause havoc, and then we grew up, and it stayed black. 
And we kept we kept doing stuff, right? Then, you know, we grew up and we started lying to mama and smoking weed and, you know, sleeping with people we were supposed to be sleeping with and stealing gum out the candy store and, you know, just look straight ahead. Nobody know I'm talking about you, right? Looking at pornography and doing all kind of stuff. And we're trying to get, so then we decided, you know what? Well, you know what we met? We went to church. And we decided, okay, what I'm going to do, I'm going to start doing some good stuff. Uh, or I'm going to start shouting. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start paying some tithes, you know. And after I went to the club on Saturday night and, and I'll, I'll do a little bit, I got to do a little good. Uh, I'll give some homeless people some food and I'll go out there every Sunday. So I'm doing some good. Look at me, God. I'm doing some stuff, but the color ain't changing. <laughs> So, so even though everything you did was pure, you, you was putting it on dirt. <laughs> you still dirty. So you trying to tap into a blessing, still being black. And then after church, you know, it ain't working. So I might as well go ahead and forge in my W-2. And um, I might as well go ahead and lie about my... Um, yeah, let me see. I got actually I got five dependents. Let me use your social security number. And oh man, now I gotta go back to church and pay some more tithes off of this money that I got that wasn't mine in the first place. And that ain't work. Well, maybe if I I know I'm a liar. I know I'm doing all this bad stuff. So I might as well put some more dirt. Maybe if I make some cupcakes for the church. <laughs> that'll get this job right. And you're still black. Because everything we did was still in Adam. But it is only I'm trying to access Christ. I'm trying to access everything pure because all my blessings are in him. So he says, what you need to do is you need to take what you were born in, sin, and all the stuff that you did, past, present, and future, and you need to go ahead and pour that in me. And, and no matter how much I, I pour of this blackness and this pureness, it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter because the longer I stay in Christ, it's not gonna change the color. And all my sins are washed. And even though I'm dirty, I'm in Christ, I'm pure. So I have access to everything that's in Christ. So people want to make you feel guilty about what you were born in, but the new man is born in. So I can now, that's why he says, all my blessings that are in Christ, you can take dirt and put it in pure, and it can be pure. But you can't do anything pure and try to put it in dirt because it's still dirt. So the thing about this whole book of Ephesians is it's trying to show us what belongs to us as long as we stay in him. 
he can't release any of the blessings unless we're in him. And what people see, what they think they see, is the blackness of what you did. So the enemy keeps bringing up the blackness, but Jesus keeps bringing up the pureness. And he says, you can have all things in Christ because that's what I have died so you can have access to. So when you go and write the check for what you want in heavenly places, you're not signing your name to it. You're signing the blood of Christ to it. You're saying I, he died because he was wounded for our transgressions and bruised for our iniquities and by his stripes we are healed. Was, was saying That's why I said he never see this scene begging bread because whatever I have, I have need of, he said he supplies my needs because I just write the check. See, I don't ask him for anything. He's given me power and authority to sign his name to an open checkbook. Some of y'all ain't never had that because you know that you write on your little checkbook and you know how much you got in your account. So you want to try to balance and make sure that you don't overwrite and overdraft anything that's in your account. But if you belong to Christ, you can't overdraft because the blessings are eternal, which means there's no limit to what he has. So if I need, why do I say? If I need a million dollars, I just write the check for a million dollars and God releases the resources here on earth. Now you saying, well, pastor, why you ain't got a million dollars? Well, because I ain't got a people that got a need to know how to operate. <laughs> But, but but if I show up the foundation so that I get us to all realize that we are all millionaires in heavenly places, then we can stop running around here and praying broke prayers. We, 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 I, I'm, this is a precursor because when we come back to this, then, then we'll... It'll start clicking. Y'all will start realizing stuff. Have you ever went out to eat with rich people? Rich? I'm not talking about billionaire rich. Okay, let me let me put it to a level the way. Have you ever went out to eat with people that got money to buy your meal? It's not like being out to eat with everybody at the table can pay for everybody's meal. Because then it becomes a fight for who gonna pay the bill. Not a fight over the bill. There's a difference between being in a room with broke people who fighting over the bill than being in a room with people who fighting who gonna pay the bill. God said he want to transform this church from people that's fighting over the bill. <laughs> there are people who fighting who going to pay the bill. When we all realize we all rich, we can all stop trying to rob each other. When we all get to a space where we understand, I don't really need anything from you. I've come to give something to you. Then we start moving in Ephesians. When we get 
to a place of where we're not worried about where we gotta say, oh, I can't bring three cans of food because I don't really got enough food for my own house, but I need to empty food because I got too much food in my house. Then we are moving in an Ephesians type of I'm going to preach it till you get mad at me because I know I'm sitting in a room with people who got something, but you just don't know what you got. See, if you go to work tomorrow and they say, you know what? Um, oh, yeah, there, there, here's an envelope. Somebody just hand you an envelope at work and you're like, what is that? Oh, that's they just found out that's a bonus. It's about $15,000 in that check. You're going to lose your everlasting mind. You're going to be happy all day. You gonna be wondering who you could buy lunch for. You gonna buy. You ain't gonna say nothing. Everybody else could be eating out there. You decided you gonna go to get that lobster and sit at lunch. Y'all not gonna say nothing. You is happy. You texting people. You shouting. They trying to figure out because you just got handed an envelope. See, every Sunday from this Sunday on, I'm coming here preaching and I'm handing everybody an envelope. But the problem is, you two afraid to open the envelope. You don't understand what's in the envelope. But if you open up the envelope, you'd be like, Lord, have mercy. Forget this. That's, that's what Ephesians is. When I read Ephesians, Ephesians had me cleaning my Ford Contour like it was a Maybach. Because I realized what I, y'all not going to say nothing. Y'all not going to say nothing. Uh, uh, my little my little room in T. Jones, when I read this, and my little bunk, we had bunks. My bunk looked like a palace. Y'all not going to say nothing. Why are you decorating this? I'm getting ready. Y'all ain't saying nothing. My little apartment, like a like an like a apartment that was on New York 4th Avenue. So y'all not going to say nothing. I, I thought I was in something. Y'all, I, I treated that joke. Like, because I understood what I had. And when I walked in it, stuff started materializing. Start walking in places and saying, that's mine. I'm going to be in that. That's going, y'all not going. Y'all, I'm, I'm trying to help you. See, you get that type of stuff. You start realizing, wait a minute. This, and then that's why the Spirit of God said, take them to Ephesians. Because they're getting too comfortable in a one-room shack. <laughs> When I got a mansion for them, don't let them get comfortable in a one-room shack. Because we all rich living in a one-room shack. Y'all not going to say nothing. But I'm trying to help you. We ain't broke. Don't come in here looking at next level like we broke. Don't come in here looking like it ain't in the bank account and in the heavenly bank account. Somebody say drip, drip, drip. Because he said we are blessed in the heavenly places in Christ. Jesus, as long as we keep tapped in, God said there's nothing we can't have, nothing we can't do, nothing we can't walk in, no blessing too big, ask for it, if you can think it, uh, I'll go beyond that, y'all better come with me, because we already got it, we already got it, I ain't got to look rich, I know I'm rich, I could be feeling sick, but I know I'm rich. I ain't got to act like it. I know I am. You 
you know you are already blessed. I ain't got to be worried about what I feel like, what it look like, what my husband look like, what my wife look like, what my kids look like, what the bank account look like. I'm blessed in heavenly places. And if you can take a glimpse, you can't even get a glimpse of what I got in my heavenly bank account. Help me up in here. My credit score may be jacked, but God's credit score. Do anybody need a co-signer? God said, I got your back. He said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I'll be with you always to the end of the earth. I'll walk with you through the valley. I'll sign it. I'll bring you out. I'll go in the furnace with you. I'll eat bologna with you. But I'll make steak with you too. I'll make y'all better help me up in there. Don't worry about where you've been, what you're going through, what it look like. Because my God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask, all I can write, all I can ask. Stick a pen in it. Stick a pen in it. I know right. He, he the only God I know that said, though your sins be as scarlet, I'll make them white as snow. Did you see how pretty that snow looked today? We was out there. I said, it looks pretty. It didn't even touch the world. He said, that's how I'll do your sin. You was in the dirtiest places, the raggediest places, the darkest places. Nobody knew how dark it was. But I'll make it white as snow. I'll make it so white before it hit the ground. Nobody will be able to see it. Somebody that got a dark past need to give God some glory that you are blessed in him that you ain't in that darkness no more hallelujah 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 stuff I can't even tell you about white as snow Stuff you can't even take in your mind. Why is snow? Stuff that you do, you'd be like, I don't even want you to be my pastor. White ass snow. And he said, not only that, I'll drip an anointing all over you. I'll put fresh oil all over you. I'll give you power. I'ma stop, I'ma stop, I'ma stop. I'ma stop. Somebody said, who you rooting for tonight? Ain't neither one of them my teams. But I always go for the underdog. Because they wasn't even supposed to be there. Who am I preaching to? God said you wasn't even supposed to be here. To be up in a church. To have a position. To even be lifting up your name. But I took the underdog. I took the foolish thing and made you a winner. Woo! While you eating your wings 
and eat your nachos tonight. Forget the game. Celebrate yourself. I ain't even watching the game. I'm looking to see Mary J. Blige. I better help. Y'all not going to say nothing. It took over almost 60, wait, let's see, I'm 40, it took almost 35, 38 years for them to put hip-hop on the stage like that, because they didn't think that music was going to ever be somewhere, but I'm telling you, when God puts something on you, wherever he wants to put you, that's where he will make the stage. There'll be no devil and no hell, no, no racism, no blockage. God will just open up doors and put you on the stage. It took Dr. Dre for him to be 50 for years plus to be on the stage still making music. That is encouraging meant to me. Somebody better say, go ahead, Dre. Go ahead, Dre. That's what I heard God say. Go ahead, Dre. Go ahead, Dre. It don't matter how old you are. God still got your dream and your vision written down. If he said it, ain't no, it will come to pass. Write the vision down. It will come to pass. I don't care how long it takes next level to go ahead and make this. Y'all better help me. It will come to pass. Write the So we're going to figure it out. We're going to get this treasure of wealth in our spirits. And the devil ain't going to be able to mess with you. Now you're going to walk around here, head all high. You're going to be looking brand new. They're going to think you think you special. You're going to be like, yep, I am. I just realized I was asking for stuff I already have. Everything I need, I already got. And I don't got to be jealous of nobody because God is big enough that what is for me. Father, we bless you and we thank you for your word. We thank you for this study we are about to embark on, Lord God. I pray, Father God, that it will revolutionize this church and our lives. We thank you for what you're going to do. And thank you for trusting us with the wealth is the wealth and the riches of your word. We give you praise, glory, and honor. And next Sunday, we want to see this house on fire. We pray that you will fill these seats with your people. We come against sickness. We come against disease. We come against body aches. We come against everything that keeps our people from out of this house to fellowship with their brothers and sisters. We miss them. We miss their faces. We miss their presence. The, the house is missing something when they're not here. We need their spirit to just go ahead and be in this place. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, grace and peace.